genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the people I'm always here with, Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Uh, I'll give you guys timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you may not have read. Our top story this week, we continue on our journey into the Fantastic Four with uh, Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman, Complete Collection Volume 1 by Jonathan Hickman, Sean Chen, Addy Granov, Dale Eaglesham, Neil Edwards, John Rauch, Paul Mounts, Lorenzo Ruggiero, and Andrew Curie. Wow, a lot of people. A lot of comics. Yes, sir. A lot of comics. A lot of people. Yeah, there was a lot in this. This was a this was a a big a big collection, but I feel like it read really fast. Like it did. It was it's a very digestible read. Like it's really fun. Um, so Sean, how was your uh, how was your vacation? I'm back. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, all right, how, that doesn't do answer my question at all. Like that. It was uh, it was fantastic. Saw so many things in a very short amount of time. Unfortunately, yeah. My boy was is jet lagged, clearly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A lot of uh, a lot of flying over the last week or so, but I'm back here. But we had a really good time. Stayed visited like three of the islands. Stayed on stayed basically in Jurassic Park. That was cool because <laughs> we spent a few days on the main island where they filmed Jurassic Park. Oh, that's oh, awesome! For real? We actually went to we hiked to one of the falls that was in Jurassic Park. The one where um, uh, fucking Newman dies? I think where they're talking about, I don't remember exactly, but it's like <laughs> where they're like, it's like right in the beginning where Dude. they're kind of walking through the park. The main no, falls, uh, you can only get to via helicopter, and we did not do that. No dinosaurs, Bullshit. right? Because they migrate for the season? Yeah, exactly. They well, they've there. already turned into birds and flown away by now. Yeah, there's no. lots of bird dinosaurs everywhere. They, they uh, turn into be... birds for the winter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There will be uh, dinosaurs <laughs> on your dinosaur tour? Yeah, that was fun. We uh, saw, I went to the Volcano National Park, so I saw a real-ass volcano, so that was dope. Uh... Oh, also, Sean went to Hawaii. You didn't mention that. I just feel like (laughs) for continuity purposes. We said that last week. Yeah, I know, but for continuity purposes, the people listening to this episode. You gotta listen to all of the show. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give away (laughs) secrets. You want to know where I was? You have to listen to last Spoiler alert. (laughs) No, it was a a great trip. 10 out of 10. Would recommend, but definitely go for two to three weeks if you can, because there is so much shit to do. Did you eat food? How was what was the food? So good. Um, everything I, w- I, f- I swear to God, like every restaurant was either tacos, um, seafood, or some kind of like Asian food. Oh, and shit, and burgers. People, I love burgers there. Uh, I want to eat one of those like pigs that's that's cooked underground in banana leaves for like three days that's apparently that's just it's called kailua pork that's just how they cook their pork there and it's fucking amazing every all the pork i got is cooked that way it's incredible i have a buddy who went out there and just stayed there like i dude i don't blame them not coming back never ever came back 
yeah i don't blame them at all it's it's beautiful uh we stay on the main like where oahu where honolulu is for a couple days but we went to um Kauai for a couple days and that's like the most chill fucking place i've ever been just like um staying in a fucking jungle there's like eight people in february of 2020 my buddy was stranded in uh, Vietnam, which is a bad place to be when a global pandemic <laughs> breaks out, because unlike us, they were very good about like making sure people don't move from pr- place to place and spread mm-hmm. the disease. So he was stranded in Vietnam for like a couple weeks, and then in order to get back to America, had to go to Hawaii and was stuck there for months because that was Darn. like the quarantine zone. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, seriously, only like, you it's crazy. Get- get lucky enough to be stranded in hawaii he's like yeah i'm just kind of like living on a farm paradise. yeah <laughs> just living on a goddamn farm in hawaii it's like fucking it would suck if he was in like lockdown quarantine in hawaii like had to spe- spend two weeks in a hotel room it's interesting they, they well he managed to stuff. like they had he had a friend who had a spot but then it was like the landlord was being weird so yeah he basically had to live on the farm farm part of the but like if you're gonna be stuck in a barn somewhere better better be hawaii <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously oh no i like, have to go camping for two months in hawaii <laughs> yeah it's just uh, it was hot but you get used to it but like it, it's, it's yeah, just really go nice. in the ocean it's right there it was really yeah or just hike to a waterfall and swim in the lake underneath of it like it's ridiculous it's really it's it was awesome um yeah i saw a volcano so that was cool did you sacrifice <laughs> anyone to it i did not um, oh, I was wondering where Christina gotta... Christina went. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, she you, know, you didn't back. just bring someone with you who only got a one trip ticket. Like, <laughs> it's like, sorry, you've got to be the normal on this trip. We're gonna. Yeah. I got to... sacrificed by a volcano, and all I got was this t shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure I could have found uh, someone, but you know, it was really, it was, it was really cool. So much stuff to do, but I would definitely a lot of plane travel, but I would definitely recommend it. It was a great time. Yeah, I'll get right on that when I get money. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say. Uh, yeah, most it's not of a the, cheap endeavor. Most <laughs> of the expenses were just getting there, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Um, and like the like staying there, we ended up doing like house rentals, so like we didn't stay like a resort, so it wasn't too too crazy. But it's still, and we went with like five other people, six other people, so we kind of split the cost with that, which oh, is nice, cool. but. Still not. That's the way to do it. Still not like super cheap. Yeah, definitely. And there's like every house there is like a fucking beautiful resort type house because that there's going to be renting out. They're all just like fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time though. I, I would. Uh, it was. It was really cool. I'm still like getting back from jet lag. I'm flying back though. Yo, here's me. here's a legit question. This is going to sound facetious. What's the um tattooing community like out there are there uh, too many i have no idea because like you see where i'm going adam my immediate thought is just like i'll bet you could open a tattoo shop like and be super fucking sailor jerry about the whole thing and like (laughs) um just live there i didn't i didn't really go into like the main town i didn't see many but there might be some in like honolulu but like where i was for the most part i didn't I don't recognize <laughs> seeing a lot of tattoos, but I bet that's like, that might be a niche thing for like more like, I'm trying to think like, uh, well, that's like where American tattooing, tattooing. Yeah. It's where American tattooing right. started. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was like oversaturated. Yeah, I, just didn't go. 
I'm sure it's yeah. probably pretty well established. Or it's just very, yeah, or very uh, exclusive. Like, you know, like this, only these people are going to do these types of tattoos type of thing, you know, like traditional. Cause there seems oh to yeah, be no, I don't know anyone that does traditional tradition. tattooing. No, I meant come on, traditional like Hawaiian tattoos. Oh, oh That's yeah, all. like like the like the stick yeah. and the hammer deal. No, but like there's like Sailor, a big, or Sailor like Jerry design. started there though. Also, so it's like yeah, yeah, there there are um uh Polynesian tattoos, but there are also like U.S. Uh, right. MC whatever the fuck you know Marine Corps bullshit. Yeah, and there's yeah. obviously yeah, there's a huge military presence there. Obviously, still. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'm I just didn't saying, see many, uh, but... I'm packing a bag. I'm see. I'll see you later. One way you ticket. should pack a bag. I would definitely go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just make a one way ticket, and if I can't establish a tattoo shop, I will sacrifice myself to a volcano. Win win, really. Yeah. You know. Well, it depends. Maybe what I, I can get, get rid of this like climate plane. change shit. I can just kind of like appease the volcano gods for a couple. Of <laughs> there you go. Do you just guys do me a solid. favor and wear a GoPro when you sacrifice yourself <laughs> to the volcano. <laughs> Can I upload to this to the cloud in real time <laughs> so you guys? Yeah, just have to experience. live stream it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what that's like, but like you know, I don't want to throw myself in a volcano. Yeah, that's well, you will that's never believe. You a coward, and now I'm going to do the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently you could. We didn't know this, but you can do that hike at night. You can go see volcanoes at night, which I did not know. But that sounds awesome. Is it like? on fire can you like see it or like like it's act like it's active yeah. <laughs> it's an active like, it's an active volcano fuck yeah that's it's cool. it's the active volcano on hawaii that's still going oh no shit yeah still got music that, playing yeah. out of it and yeah just... like so we went we could see it. it was just it's just a giant fucking hole in the earth and it's just smoldering and they Wild. said they saw magma like an hour before we got there too but you can go see it at night so you can see all of it from like up top it's pretty cool i wish I need to go back just for that. I wish I had right. a volcano. All right, Sean, here's yeah. the deal. You buy another first class ticket. I will dress up like a big dog and be your uh, service, animal? service animal. And then <laughs> boom. <laughs> done and done. done. Why does your service we'll animal have a, have a suitcase with a tattoo machine in it? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> She's very talented. <laughs> <laughs> This got weird yeah. so quick. <laughs> I don't have I'm just scheming. Uh, yeah. I'm just scheming a way to get to Hawaii. Yeah, I would definitely. You can do, do what it. my buddy did and just climb trees down there. Oh, yeah, he just climbs get coconut there trees. All you gotta day. get to the trees. Yeah, it's only 13 hours of plane. His Instagram is nuts because he just posts stuff that he finds like way high up in these trees. And then some days he's just like, I didn't know when I got on this tree, but it's covered in ants. So it's uh, covered in ants kind of a day. Yeah, it's covered in ants. Because <laughs> oh. it's like you discover that when you're 14 feet up in this tree. You're like, well, guess I'm covered in ants today. No. How's the, how's the like Yeehaw. healthcare plan for coconut <laughs> climbers? They, know, they have a 401k and like a... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> just all, if they, they, if just, they can they remember, they have coconuts. it. From the coconut, hitting them yeah, in the head. Much, well, yeah, that's why they need the healthcare plan so they can cure the amnesia that they get. Yeah, there's a whole amnesia trading course. Yeah, yeah, but through. if you have amnesia, then maybe you don't know that you have a one. Okay. Oh, true. The corporation, yeah, the there. the big coconut, is gonna scheme you into big not realizing big coconut, <laughs> big coconut, <laughs> aka just all the random people selling coconuts on the side of the road. <laughs> 
I was thinking whatever that brand is that makes that gross ass water. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a million different brands of coconut water that are probably there's like the one. There's like the one. Yeah, I know. I know the one you're talking about. That yeah, yeah, yeah. makes it all the way here. But you could just get actual. You could just get coconut, cut it open. You're like right there. Exactly. No, the one place we went to like there's a farmers market. There was people literally selling coconuts. They cut them open, put a straw in it, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. That. That's it's right. a lot of work to yeah. go up there and get those coconuts. Yeah, but man. they're it's literally everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the one, yeah, the place we stopped for lunch, we ate outside. All these fucking geckos just came out. out oh, that's one awesome. Was like, one was uh, eating Christina's mango salsa. Oh my god! <laughs> a little I bet gecko she loved just that. Drinking some mango salsa. It was adorable. I'm mad I didn't get a video of the gecko she, eating mango. She salsa. has it. I'll have her, I'll have her send it to you. Send it to me and Rachel because we're in a group chat where we just share cute animal yeah, I, videos with each other. I'm aware. Every time <laughs> I'm also her, aware of this group chat. She opened her phone in the morning and all the alerts would just start fucking firing off. I'm like, what is that? Like, it's, it's Instagram. It's just, I'm like, oh, okay, it's got just it. Casey go doom scrolling on cute animal videos. And we're in such a weird time difference. Like, so we're getting it at like, she's getting it at like noon or like whatever. Like, she's looking at it at like seven at night and she's sending shit at three o'clock in the morning here. I'm like, eh. I think Casey's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's There's usually when I wake time. up at three o'clock in the morning and and just can't go yeah. back to sleep. So <laughs> just exactly, there scroll. are those late night moments where sometimes I'm like, "Is one thirty too late to post something to the ship post group?" Never. Are these guys going to be awake? Number one, well, RJ is always awake. <laughs> Number two, yeah, it's, it's not going to wake me up. Just fucking it's their do fault it. if they don't turn your notifications off at night. You know, that's on exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> My phone's on silent for a fucking reason. Yup. <laughs> So. All right, let's let's get let, let's do some last week's comics. We've been I I was trying to find some segue and on no America geckos. and geckos. Yeah, that what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's them. geckos in your comic book now, RJ. Get used to it. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! My book this week is Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty, number four, by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly. Carmen Canero and Nolan Woodard. I talked about number three, like what two, it's like two or three weeks ago. Um, this book, yeah, that was super recent. Yeah, it was. It was really recent. Um, this book is so good. Um, Cap is finally back from his trip uh, to the the secret Shield headquarters that. Uh, was like, uh, it was a giant version of his shield that he went in, and uh, they told him. Oh, it's him a about shield the, headquarters. Yeah, like shield. Not Got not it. shield with the periods. Um, Got it. <laughs> but there's so there's this shadow government called the Outer Circle that is trying to control all of uh the world through uh different means, and they um. We kind of learned that their symbol is actually Captain America's symbol, uh, and the it's like the star is like Cap, and then the innermost circle is like the is ever like normal people, and then that, and then there's the outer circle, which is the them controlling everyone, and they're uh, and then they gave Cap their symbol because they their original plan for Cap was to have them have him be their pawn. Uh, to mm. control things, 
And he's just um, unknowingly been like wearing their sigil around and making them stronger. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, other uh, other people that they've had be enforcers uh, for when people step out of line, um, like Cap. Uh, that they call them the star points because they make up the middle part of the shield, and Bucky is one of them. And uh, we we learned that last time that um, Bucky was like being influenced by them uh, and was like trying to figure out what was going on because you know his Bucky's like whole character is like being brainwashed and uh, so I guess this is just like another organization that was trying to use him. Uh, and then in this issue, uh, Bucky and Cap finally have a conversation about it, and Bucky like had ghosted Cap and like they weren't talking. Uh, but now, uh, Steve, like, tracks him down and is like, all right, we, we have to talk about this. So they, they have, finally have a heart to heart and it, it's great. Um, and yeah, Bucky's been doing his own investigation of the outer circle and he found Peggy Carter, which we, we kind of leave that storyline for, for now for this issue. And then, um, and this, this, the rest of this issue is kind of, Captain America going around to the different people that have been like recurring characters in this book and talking about like what the the shield means to them um cuz he's trying to he's like this this whole learning that the learning that like the outer circle exists and that there is this higher power trying to control everything has kind of shaken his faith in in what he's doing um so he's like going around he's in this community college like art class and he like asks he like is doing a drawing of the shield and he like goes to his friends that he's been making in the class and like asks them what the shield means to them. And then he ends up at this union bar that I showed shared pages of in the group chat just for Casey. Yo, yo, <laughs> the, the guy that he's talking to bring to, this guy up. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Soldiers might be living in defense of capitalism, but they sure as hell aren't practicing it. It's like, fuck dude. Just talk about like the triangle shirtwaist fire and the fucking like sl- slave houses in New York City. God damn. Dropping yeah. some fucking knowledge in this book. Jesus. And I love Cap's responses because it's just like uh the the dude like the first thing he says is like uh first we eat the rich, then we save the planet. And he's like, I'm afraid cannibalism isn't gonna do too much for your position. <laughs> just Cap yeah. being wholesome and like not it's like i don't it's just like started this whole snowball conversation <laughs> also name dropping emma goldman in a marvel comic is wild that's <laughs> fucking awesome love it yeah i'm behind um, on this book and i am no longer going to be after reading those pages <laughs> it's great it's uh i was kind of explaining it last time it feels like a kind of like a political thriller like parallax view um but with superheroes like it's it's like espionage and like uh you know them trying to track down the the different uh secret agents that they have and uh the the outer circle is really cool um because they're split up um was it uh oh yeah it's the power the money the machine the love and the revolution are the names of the people in the the outer circle and it it's all really interesting they're, they're like playing the world on this like chessboard, um, and then the the 
one other thing that happens in in the issue is the bad guy from the last issue, which is just kind of like a hulking mass of uh, amorphous adamantium um, that fought nice. uh, Steve. Sure, sure. He comes back and Steve is fighting him. And Steve kind of noticed last time that he's actually a guy in there. He's like controlling the the blob of adamantium. And um, he's fighting him. And he's like, well, why don't we, why don't we actually help each other out? Like, you, I know you're uh, being controlled by them. And then at the end, it's them like, like bro fisting together. And <laughs> I was just like, I love that Cap nice. just... Like, he doesn't know anything about who this person is. And this person's in, like, a, a death, like, blob mech. And he's just... Uh, we get another one of those cool action pages. Oh, the art in this book is so good. It, it's like the those double-page splashes that have the, um, like, after-image effect of, like, all the multiple caps and then the shield of, like, where it ricochets to. It's so it's good. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the art. Carmen Canero is she's amazing. So this is definitely like a, a transition issue because it it's uh, Cap going back home and kind of uh, collecting his thoughts and like uh, figuring out what he's going to do next and kind of um, just talking to the people that have kind of become close to him uh, and you know re uh, reconnecting with Bucky. Because uh, Bucky was like gonna was scared to talk to Cap and like was gonna go off on his own to try to solve this, but um, you know Cap uh, is like he can't do it alone. So it, mm-hmm. it's it's good. I really liked this issue. It was uh, more low key, but setting stuff up. I know they just announced that they have a big arc starting at issue seven. It's gonna be like the big um, event that's gonna tie over with the Sam book. So it's gonna be like. Both both books plots are kind of gonna boil up and meet each other, which is cool. So yeah, that's rad. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've got another comic that I'm gonna squeal about for a while. Um, Poison <laughs> Ivy, number four by G. Willow Wilson, Marcio Takara, and Arif Prianto. Uh, when we last left, uh, Pam, she. She was used to be a god and felt the connection to the green, and then Harley took away her god powers to save her life. This book starts out where she's um, depressed and can't go on living if she's not a god, so she is dying of this uh, this mushroom spore called like uh, lamia lamia spores or lamia. I'm not sure, um, but it's these like infectious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, infectious. <laughs> mushroom spores that give you a psychedelic rush before you die um so she's spreading it around a a cross-country road trip to destroy the human race basically and her plan is to be so far along with this that uh she it can't be stopped even after she dies um it's funny when we talked about this book last i mentioned that she is like that she has this spore infection and is dying and i talked to a listener slash customer slash friend uh, shout out to my girl Jen because she mentioned she thinks it's like a personal, like a purposeful choice that like Pam infected herself with these spores as like a suicide thing, like this like long drawn out murder suicide of the planet. Uh, which reading it with that tinge is even more interesting to me. Um, because like the the goodbye letter that is the narration to Harley now reads as a suicide note, 
Um, so mm. that's yeah, it it's it's deep. Uh, we also get more motivation in this issue as to what's happening. Oh yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this her, is some her, Casey shit, by the way. Oh uh, the- Jesus Christ! Like I texted y'all to be like dibs on this book at the first plot point, and then it just kept going <laughs> hard as fuck. So the first thing she does in this issue is she gets a job at Amazon. It's not called Amazon, but it's fucking Amazon because there's literally like oh, as yeah, she's 100%. getting. As she's getting hired, there's, like, the pee-in-the-bottle pitch, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so she gets this job at Amazon. She specifically says, um, these boxes are headed all over the country. The ones I pack will be teeming with the Lamia spores, bearing gifts. Uh, the boss that was an asshole that hired her, uh, she says, George was right about the engine of rooms of commerce. That addiction to stuff is killing the planet. I can't stop the endless flow of stuff around the globe, but I can weaponize it. So she's just anyone that orders dumb shit from Amazon is going to die from their dumb shit. So that's I I I read this issue immediately after watching a documentary about the the anthrax attacks in 2001. Oh Jesus where, Christ. Where <laughs> like this guy hurt and killed a whole bunch of people in uh in a mail sorting plant with anthrax and it's like, "Oh, this uh this is a little too on the nose, isn't it?" Like <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, in that context, yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> um but in this context she immediately figures out that the guy who's like the boss of this fucking plant is a, a sex pest uh to her friend who is like g- showing her the ropes um so she immediately is like hey uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go talk to the sex pest to make him stop being a sex pest I'm going to go kill that guy i'll be back in 10 yeah well because because uh, the two guys that are like like training her on the on the line are like well number one if you if you slow down the fucking the 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 pipeline you're gonna get fired but also like we've tried and we can't afford to lose these jobs so like we just kind of have to live with it um so yeah so she deals with it in the realest way which is uh just killing him really violently with the fucking uh well first he she makes him send a uh resignation letter uh, that also, uh, he, she makes him send a glowing review for everyone on the floor, recommending <laughs> them a raise, and saying they, that he supports their intent to form a union. <laughs> and then and, she mushroom kills this guy. And then she mushroom murders him. And, and I also like, love that he's remember? like, yeah, he's like yeah, rattling he's like off excuses. Yeah, he's like trying to explain. It's like, well, like the system like chews you up and spits you out, and you can't. You try to be their friend, but you can't. So you just might as well be their em- enemy. It's bad for me too. And she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> All right. Well, this is bad too. Bye, Enjoy bitch. being mushroomed to death. <laughs> so she immediately goes back out onto the floor and says to her extremely hot uh, uh, coworker, uh, "She's like, it's been handled." Uh, he's not going to be bothering you anymore. I'm sure he's not even going to come back. And then she this gets chick- handled. Yeah, she just fucking plants <laughs> one on her, and they pun intended. And uh, they just make out hard, and then immediately is like, "Do you want to get out of here?" Uh, so she hooks up with her friend, her new friend, um, in the middle of the workday. They just leave. Yeah, just they're just like it's her first day job. on the job. I love well, they're, it. They're unionized now, so they get away with. Yeah, well, now. they're also very <laughs> horny, so you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta go. Um, and it's also really sad because she's like, uh, Harley, I was thinking of you the whole time. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I love this, how, how this, this panel layout is. Cause it's like, it's, it's like four panels of a silhouette of Pam and this girl making out. And 
Harley's just sitting in the corner in a chair in every single one. And then the second to last one, she just waves. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> like, she's just been sitting there watching the whole time. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, and then, uh, you know, as they're, uh, you know, in, in post-coital bliss, a uh, giant fucking mushroom monster comes after Pam. And Pam finally realizes, like, oh, I'm not hallucinating. Those are real. Because there have been monsters, like, attacking her this whole time throughout her trip. Um, and she also goes very far out of her way to not murder her new sex friend, which is awesome. She's just like trying sex friend. (laughs) It's very nice of her. Yeah. She's just like, it takes like all the power in her. Yeah. Well, yeah. This Uh, turns from her wanting to like kill everybody and die herself to like actually maybe wanting to survive because she actually had physical contact with somebody and remember. Oh yeah. No, like. The loneliness so. is just like seeping off of her and like this she's yeah. like, I know I shouldn't have done this, but like nobody has touched me like that since you, like talking to Harley. So she's just has this like moment of weakness where she just feels human contact and remembers that humans aren't all bad, you know? Like so Yeah, so yeah. it could be a a turn. But then we also learn that like one of the reasons why she's doing all this is because she's being hunted. Yeah. yeah. She's thought the delusions in her mind of this like kind of monster that was following her that actually real yeah yeah she thought she thought that was part of the hallucinations from the spores and now finding mm-hmm. out that like oh shit you can see it too i am being hunted uh by somebody called the green man and i wasn't sure if that meant that's not swamp thing right that can't be a swamp thing is that something um, else i would be surprised if it's swamp thing i think yeah, it's just webbies behind all this because I mean, swamp webby. thing could just literally pop up and be like Sup? Well, she was. Yo, she was a god. Stop it. Well, she was a god, so I think it's something that traveled through the green, and is using yeah. Her yeah. connection. Yeah, it's probably yeah. something bad that was living in the green. Probably just Woodrow as again as usual. Oh, this is always, always, always him. Florida it's man. always goddamn it's Woodrow. Always, it's always ah. him. That would it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. I just wasn't sure if y'all knew who the green man was alluding to, or if that was purposefully mm-hmm. vague. I think it's so. intentionally vague because, like, I had the same question, and I was also going to ask Sean this question. Cool, yeah, because right. one thing, like, <laughs> he literally can just show up whenever the fuck he wants. Like, he would have ended that shit like the first issue. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it would have been a. I could see Swamp Thing showing up and helping at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Number one, what? Number two, how? Number three, okay, let's go. Especially because we don't know when this is taking place, right? Because we have the whole... Well, it takes place after Fear State. Right, but we have a new Swamp Thing, maybe, if it's happening around the same time, so it wouldn't be Alec. So maybe... So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll take a Poison Ivy Swamp Thing crossover. That'd be dope. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll stick in, uh, hang out in Gotham a little bit longer. Got some Batman. Batman. Oh, this book was so <laughs> sick. So Dude, this, uh, is, this Bat- was a wild ride, this one. Batman 127 by Chip Zdarsky, Jorge Jimenez, and Tomeo Mori. Um, I love what Chip is doing. He's basically... He's really just digging in the crates and be like, yo, remember that shit that was awesome? Yeah, let's yeah, just he's crank just it up to a Yeah, he's just literally tying together all of my favorite Batman stories. It's so, so good. Uh, yeah. I really liked the Great. first two issues of this, but this yeah. issue finally feels like it's more, like you, the, the direction that he's going finally becomes yeah. more clear. And like the, the first two issues, the pacing was really quick, but this issue felt like it finally had time to like really uh, evolve to like where Chip wants to go. 
and really yeah. liked it. Uh, this is definitely my favorite issue so far. Yeah, so this is really tying together, as Casey mentioned, Tower Babel <laughs> and R.I.P. Because uh, there, yes! there's like a prequel of this is basically <laughs> it's basically Superman <laughs> basically like, um, hey Bruce, um, that shit was fucked up, bro. <laughs> okay, so so for for new listeners that that have not heard me just babble on about Tower of Babel, uh, fucking I see ba- what you did there, yo, um. Best fucking Batman story where he has plans to take out every member of the Justice League because it's like a failsafe plan, pun intended for later, and um, it, Ra's al Ghul gets a hold and, um, of the plans and takes out the entire Justice League in a matter of minutes, and it's so sick. It's so good. Uh, I think it was Mark yeah. Wade at JLA story. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like basically just like, yo, what the fuck? Also, it's like, what's the contingency for you? And he tells him it, it's like, it's you, the Justice League. It's like, and then we kind of find out that, obviously, I think we've already kind of known this a little bit, but the Batman of Zurana is really his failsafe. Like, that's the thing well, that can beat it, him. It, it, it's, it, it's, so Zurana is his alternate uh, reality, his alternate brain that is completely uh, deprived of Bruce. Like, it is just pure Batman with no yeah, Bruce. And that is, his, that is his failsafe against psychic attack. But Correct. that Batman knew that there needed to be a failsafe against Batman. For him. So he made, and that is what's currently hunting them. The robot that is it, called uh, failsafe. That is, yes, the it, robot that is hunting them in this arc. Him going to Zero Na kind of feels like the thing where, like, when someone is fighting a opponent that can predict moves, where it's just like you're just not supposed to think. It's like yeah. you just let your mind go blank. Yeah. Yeah, like he just, going he into just turned that into he turned that into a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he can um, access is, at will. It's like usually just yeah. like trapped in his brain, and he just let it out. It's just like, oh yeah, no, he's been trapped for a long time. That's it's, it's been yeah. since Grant Morrison was writing fucking Batman that we've seen. But then so it's kind been of, a minute. Zdarsky kind of hints that like he at the beginning since his beginning of his run, he's been kind of like leaking out of his brain. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He needs to, like, he wants out. And I wonder if it's, like, because he knew something was happening or something's changing. But we basically, we get him in full Zurana form in his battle against Failsafe. Um, and through this, we kind of realize, like, inside, he's kind of talking to himself. Like, himself being Bruce Wayne. Batman. Bruce talking um, to Zurana, specifically. Correct. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of talking to each other. And it finally clicks. Bruce, like, oh, motherfucker, you built this? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, of course you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's just one of those things. It's like, Bruce is like, okay, of course you made this. Of course I would make this to, to, to fight me. Um, we get some beautiful art, by the way, of these. I don't want to oh understate the, the action art here. Yeah. Dude. Um, but the big turning point in this is really just like failsafe, just kind of fucking up the house and stuff, and just like trying to like get him to come out. And eventually, Zerna will even doesn't want him to touch the Alfred painting because he's still like there seems to be some attachment there. Well, yeah, because mm. he's like, uh, so if you're totally Batman and no Bruce, are you more sentimental or are you just a right. monster? So he's trying to he's trying to poke those buttons, and then eventually he said, like, the big turning point is like, you know, because the failsafe's talking about his family and all the people fighting for him, and, and Zerana specifically says, "It's not my family. They're soldiers. They're my army." 
And that's when Bruce is like, bro. Fuck you. No. That is not a soldier. That's my goddamn son. That's my son. And then he's <laughs> talking about Tim son. specifically. Don't ever um, talk to me. Which or is my even son greater ever for again. about Tim. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. page. And Bruce kind of. It's so good. That page with uh, the where the mansion is burning and and Tim is on the steps and then there's all the ghosts of everyone else is yeah. so good. It's so well done. It's yeah, and you just kind of see it's like yeah, this is not. I like that he, he has a all. lightsaber. Like, where did he get that? <laughs> I mean, I love Batman. that. That's, he doesn't give a. Fuck. I just love that we don't even need to talk about it. He just has a lightsaber. No. Move on. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's like, the, there's awesome. a, there's some awesome sequences where like he and yeah. Robin both have lightsabers, and it's fucking great. Like, yeah. And then I, I just kind of, yeah. Then he's back as Bruce, and he's like, okay, of course I built this. And then he's like, trying to take it down. He's like, oh, is this gonna work? No, I'm too fucking good. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like the whole time he's just talking about how awesome he is. Well, because also like Zurana Zer- is like, no, of course I deleted the memory where I made failsafe. Um, um, right, exactly. And so it's we like, have no idea how to stop him, idiot. <laughs> so basically, at that point, he kind of just, I think, subconsciously or like just because he's amazing. Um, all of a sudden, there's this page. It's like I'm not going to be able to beat him. I don't know how to beat him. And then all of a sudden he just says, I hear him. No, no, so so you missed what happened earlier. They're all the Bat family that isn't there, like like uh, That's right. Not, That's right. Nightwing is trying to like save Sorry, Stephanie because she's on the brink of death. And Oracle is like, All right, you can't I'm, do this. I'm You're dying. I, I know backup. Bruce is dying. I got backup. And so she hits up uh fucking the the boy. Yes. And I just love how we get the reveal. It's just a whoosh oh, sound so effect. Cool. Goosebumps. And then him just saying, I hear him. And when he means it, his voice is a boom. And then a Midwestern boom that tells even the cynics everything will be all right. And it's just fucking Superman standing in there about to take on failsafe. This Chills. fucking drawing of Superman. It's so good. It's so, this like, is it's so good. This is why Such I love Superman. Such a good reveal. I love Superman so fucking much. Like this yeah. ending is so good. I want Zdarsky like, yeah. to write soup so It's good. also Power? like legitimately hopeful so as good. Batman is collapsed, dying on the steps of the mansion. Yeah. You're just like, oh no, it is going to be okay. <laughs> Superman's going to just, just ties all that bat together. this like, thing into the still, fucking sun. He's the failsafe for Batman's failsafes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like the uh, don't it's touch great. my friend. It like it really reminds me. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, the opposite scene in Injustice, which is like one of my favorite moments of um, Batman getting beaten up by superman and mm-hmm. you like all hope is lost and you think uh he's gonna kill batman and then all of a sudden um alfred takes a fucking pill that makes gives him super strength and he just touches <laughs> superman's shoulder he's like no one's ever gonna touch my family and he just headbutts superman and That's takes batman <laughs> it's so it's like one of my favorite moments but this feels like the the inverse of that kind of yeah yeah totally it was just a great tie in again i'm loving this angle on batman where he's not like he's been so i can do anything for so long it's great to kind of get the more human side of him well we were talking about the last issue he's already created there there was definitely a a moment in the last issue we were talking about i don't remember if it was on mic or not but we were talking about like kind of a bummer that he keeps like pushing the soldiers angle for the kids and it's like like because like bruce was saying like you're my soldiers that you have to do better. And it's like, dude, can we, can you just like hug your kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone I, well, just needs so, a hug. 
<laughs> I think a big and part is... of that is he's he's afraid to get close to them and lose. Oh yeah, them no, it's because, the it's the it's the yeah. defense wall. It's the trauma it's the... angle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially with yeah. Alfred being gone. Yeah, he Batman's can't lose like... anyone else, so he has to distance them emotionally. Right. I'm at the point where I just find the the. I mean, I think. I mean, you know, the Bat Family is super popular, but I just I love the that that uh the the Batman that you know knows that he can't do everything alone and right. I, I don't I just don't think that the loner Batman angle is interesting anymore to me like it's just it's been played out for sure and you know it there's some like really famous stories with it that you know will forever be you know hallmark Batman stories but I think just my interest for at least the Batman universe lies in that Batman that isn't you know that needs his family and he's more interesting with the family yeah for sure. and he's come so long he's come such a far you know such a long way of finally accepting that part of himself and it, it's right. what sets him apart from like you know the question or Punisher or something like that is like exactly he, he is a dynamic character that has ton that like you know has uh, different angles to him he isn't just a one note you know gruff brooding punch guy Right, and they did that a lot in King's Wrong with him and Selena. He actually tried to be an actual human person. Yeah, so like it was. I'm kind of glad they're getting back to that a little bit. Um, yeah, I love the Selena backup as well, where we kind of get a big reveal back from the first issue. Oh, um, and we also figured out that the whole real reason Failsafe is going after Batman is because um, Penguin died. It like he like died yeah. in a hospital bed and right. framed. Bruce, like it he made it look Bat like Bruce. Batman. Yeah, so he framed Batman. They think Batman snapped, so he got yeah. Like, yeah so like, Failsafe thinks that he's a murderer. Failsafe is believing the right. fake news that uh, the Batman killed Penguin. Tim and Tim so. is like, no, that didn't happen. Failsafe is like, but I heard it yeah, on so the like, news. Like, I think he did. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. One, Batman I heard it on Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> Batman didn't Jesus do it, Christ. and Penguin's not. They never dead. lie. Failsafe <laughs> is just a Fox News listener. So, so it's yeah. just like no, a he double, believes QAnon. It's, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> he got it completely wrong. I just kind of love that Penguin's ha hiding out in Metropolis, just running a flower shop now. Love that. I love that for him. Because <laughs> he's living like, his best talk life. About it. He bit, they kind of talk about it. He's like, look, everyone, all of us who live in Gotham, we never fucking sleep because we think the night's going to get us. He's like, I just wanted to see the sun. I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not a good guy. dude, but also like, all right, yeah, I get it, man. So. All right, y'all want to dive into some of this Fantastic Four? Let's do it. They are fantastic. It's so fucking good. The yeah, so I've actually never uh, read this run. Bad. This is, uh, I don't remember what year exactly, but this is the beginning of Jonathan Hickman's foray into the Marvel Universe. Like, this is pre- Obviously, pre all of his X Men stuff, pre all of his Avengers stuff. This is like this is uh him. this is after Secret Warriors, which has gotten the yes got him. The oh, okay, yeah. So he had done Secret Warriors and and Shield also. He had done part of Shield. Uh, Shield is coming out the same time as this book. Okay, I believe. So yeah, so he's really just dipped his toe in Marvel. This is his first like big. Fucking no one really knows high concept sci-fi Marvel. No, no one yeah, really. At this knows, point, he's still like, kind of an yeah. unknown writer. Yeah. Which is um, crazy to say now. What's right. what's yeah, right? funny? What's funny about this is I have every single issue of this run. Um, 
there was this dude that used to work at the shop who talked it up to me so much and like kept going like you should you're still reading fantastic four right and i kept lying and going yeah i'm still reading it and i just never got around to it until now and he was right the whole time i should have been reading this it's, it's was so, it eric it's so good no <laughs> oh it wasn't <laughs> it was it was rich i don't think you ever- oh, really? i was gonna say I got, uh, I was like going through, cause I read this all on Marvel Unlimited and like, I was trying to figure out, I, I don't know why I didn't Google it, but I was just trying to figure out where Hickman started and I clicked on like this, the issue right before his and it was Mark Millar and I was like, what? That, that caused what psychic damage. Emotional <laughs> <laughs> <The Latin> damage. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anyone whose take I want least on the Fantastic Four than Millar. Right? Maybe seriously. it's good. Well, Maybe was, there's Mark Millar uh, yeah. Fantastic Four fans. I don't know. I just, that was such a strange, it, I don't think i ever... It ain't me, fam. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come at us um, uh, on the Discord if you're a Mark Millar Fantastic Four Yeah, fan. please. Let's do it. Defend, defend your boy. Uh, it's definitely I'll interesting. come at you with Grant Morrison <laughs> I mean, it, defenses. <laughs> it's a very interesting choice. I just, I had like completely blanked on the fact that he had a run. It was he, so I know he wrote some of the events, so it kind of makes sense. But um, my thing is, I was reading comics at the time, but I was kind of like off in my own little world doing it. Like I wasn't, there was no, I was living in Tallahassee. There wasn't really a comic book store that I was like a member of the community. So I wasn't talking to anybody to figure out what comics I should be reading. I was just like, I'm going to read Thor. Thor's great. And that was like my whole like myopic view of things. And yeah, completely missed this when it was coming out. Uh, eventually got on again reading his Avengers run. It was like, yo, this is fucking sick. and just never got around to going back to this. And I'm so glad. I'm going to read the whole thing now. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, because this pretty much sets up that big ass event, right? Oh, yeah. No, because like I read Infinity. all the Avengers and all of the, the his Secret Wars is all predicated by this Fantastic Four run. And already mm, I like so it a lot good. more than his Avengers run. His Avengers run was good, but like this is way more fun in my opinion this also this also came out right around the time when i swore off events forever and the fantastic four seemed to always be kind of tightly tied to a lot of the bigger events like the like you were saying and it kind of made me disinterested in it but i was wrong this is so good (laughs) so surprised at how good this is yeah yeah, this so the, is this is this, right after Civil War and Secret Invasion and during Dark Reign is where we jump in. So um, Yeah, so this edition starts right there and I have like four issues of like Dark Reign Fantastic Four and it's yeah. all about Rick or sorry, Reed not Rick. Rick. Uh, Reed, Rick Richards. Reed building <laughs> Reed building what the, he <laughs> eventually calls the bridge, which is how he um Finds the Council of Reeds. The Council yeah, so of he, Reeds. Yeah, so he's, he's perplexed by it's He's like, you know, everything's. That. It's, it's everything's his whole fucked. take on everything. Everything. Yeah, well, everything has a solution. Like, you can't tell me that there's a problem that I cannot solve. So let me look at all the other multiverses that exist and see what problems I can I solve love the, and how they lo- solve them. I love the way yeah. this starts because the. The beginning of everything is like him building the bridge, but he's supposed to be doing chores. And Sue was like, "Yeah, uh, oh, like Johnny and Johnny and Ben are also supposed to be doing chores, and they're not doing it. They're letting like Doom bots or like small like yeah. like Doom bots that they have around the apartment yeah. do the chores." And she's like, 
God damn it, guys. I told you. It's like, at least Can Reed... you fucking do anything? At least too? Reed is doing the chores. And she goes in and he's like, building the, this fucking, fucking uh, like, me. quantum <laughs> portal. And I, I, he's I like... Love- I love how ADHD. I got an idea was. and got distracted because <laughs> he was like, "Look, I, mean, I made myself a checklist. I I started like you know figuring out what I was going to do first and prioritizing my time, and then I got to thinking, what if I could hang out with other dimensional versions of myself? Well, he like, kind of gets this. That's um, like the epitome of Rita's character. We yeah. kind of get yeah. this read where basically it's like he uh, he gets distracted because he gets inspiration to do something. And then he pretty much just tells Susan throughout these issues, like, I'm super fucking smart. What do you expect? Uh, I need to do this and fix the problem. And Sue's like, also, go fuck yourself. Like, you, you're married to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you try were, to do both. I, you were supposed to be putting together race car beds. Instead, you're fucking, like, bending reality yeah, It's around. really interesting because, I mean, uh, like, Hickman's dynamic for all of them feels like because we just read the the Jack mm-hmm. and Stan stuff, so it really feels like uh, that core group dynamic, but then like modernized. And he does a yeah, really good yeah, job of maintaining that kind of character. Oh, totally. Especially because like Agreed. in the fucking in the the Stan Lee stuff specifically, him just making Sue like a doting. Like, doting wife mm-hmm. like well and uh and like nagging housewife of just like you never care about me and my things and it's like i'm literally saving the world can you fuck off so like that one wasn't nuanced that one was uh ball peen hammer yeah, this one definitely this, has some more nuance well yeah because like she actually does have a point like hey can you not yeah. answer you like i know you're the smartest person in the world but can you not tell me what i'm gonna say because it's really fucking yeah, disrespectful yeah. you know it, and he's like also- well, but i know what you're gonna say so like why wouldn't i you know it's it's so you don't you piece of shit it's funny too because in addition to you know them him writing sue way better than stan like actually being a character she like her evolution um power wise in the in the marvel universe went from like just you know one of the fantastic four to like one of the most powerful people in the marvel universe she can just yeah. do like anything and i love the way hickman uses her powers in the book uh, yeah. Just like oh, totally. Yeah, the fight with Norman and like clo- cordoning off the the tower and yeah. just it's great. I mean, she's she's the the huge power player in the team. Like, I I love Sue. She's amazing. Yeah. She's definitely a more dominant presence in general with the team. It's almost she seems more the leader than anybody else. Well, yeah. she also she goes into fucking mom mode because she knows mm. no one else will. It's like. Uh, a bit i feel a bit seen where it's like no one else is doing any of their work on the fucking group project so i'm gonna do all the fucking work and you can take the credit and it's fine yeah she's always everyone's a muppet baby (laughs) and she has to someone has to take charge someone has to get the muppet babies in line someone has to tell everyone what the fuck to do or they're just gonna do their own shit and which is nothing or and read since everything (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, then this we get this. Yeah, we just get a great introduction to all the characters. So while Reed is going through watching all these realities and seeing different versions of himself, and like the the and Hammer is invading and cutting the power, so he's stuck. He's doing his thing. The other three oblivious are, to uh, the Norman. What's and, going? They're in the elevator. Yeah. 
And since the power and he's looking at different realities, they open up the elevator door and they're in like a prehistoric reality. So they're just not even in the fucking Baxter building anymore. Whoops, dinosaurs. And then this whole, and I just love this whole time, <laughs> Norman Osborn is trying to break in to like take their shit and fucking Val and Franklin pretty single-handedly. She's supposed to be three or four. No, she's three and, and he's five, I believe. And he just, she completely just fucking handles Norman Osborn, and it's incredible. It's so funny. <laughs> Shows how, up with how the much. like the clipboard, and the it's clipboard. Like, uh, uh, it says only one of you. Yeah, can get it says in. right yeah. here in the in the uh, document you gave me that only. It's like what? <laughs> they just Bugs Bunny this guy. It's so it's yeah. So, it's so fucking good. I mean, yeah, it and then, and then Franklin being like, "I'm gonna get in his head and mess with him," and he just puts on a Spider Man mask, Spider-Man mask <laughs> yeah. which is hilarious. Uh, the the recurring theme. Like we're t- we're just talking about the mi- uh, miniseries right now, but in the main book, the recurring theme of the fact that Franklin's favorite hero is Spidey, and he always so brings good. it up to Johnny is and Johnny so good. So I love how it's much so Johnny funny. hates him because this is this is post um, one more day. So right, oh, there's yeah. still that tension yeah. with yeah. with well, Johnny and Spider. And all I can think it's about so is good. like, I mean, you know, eventually one of the one of the big things that happens later, like, you know, many issues later is Johnny dies and there's that really famous conversation that uh, Mm Spider-Man has with Franklin where he gets him a hot dog and it's like one of the, like one of Hickman's like most, like, like that's like one of the conversations in comics people bring up the most because it's, that's such a good, it's really moving and really great. And I just, that like was in the corner of my mind. Like every time the, (laughs) the whole rivalry happened, because, I love Hickman Spider-Man so much, and he actually ends up joining the team too. I think he's part of the. he joins the FF team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because there was that just whole in thing- this miniseries, there's the there's the issue where it's Franklin's birthday, and they invite Spider-Man yeah. as like the special guest, it's and the so whole good. like song and dance that they do it, and Johnny just being so pissed off because like. He's Peter's just, so just like butthurt. he's just like hiding on Ben's back, and they bring and they have some, a fake like, they have guy. a yeah they have a fake guy yeah. dressed as Spider Man, yeah. and then they're like yeah, and he's like yeah, hey, Spider Man, the, the kids are like that's not Spider Man, and then he's like where'd he I could have seen him, I where'd he go? I swear, and then Johnny's like oh, oh did like, he have did he have to be so dramatic? He couldn't have just yeah. come yeah. to the party. Yeah, <laughs> well, like so over his shit. That that tension comes from like this really because it. One of the things with Mephisto is everyone forgot who Peter was. And there was this this whole thing where Johnny knew that he know he knows who Spider-Man is, but he can't remember. So he knows that mm. like he knows Peter. It's like the same Peter's thing with not, Kingpin in um in Devil's Reign, where he's like, I know you yeah. fucked with my head, but I don't know how. And it makes mm, me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that like made him hate Peter. It's weird. Yeah. It, it, that was a weird thing. Yeah, I, I really liked how this miniseries kind of really gave us a great setup for all these characters pretty early on. Like, one, we get the badassness of Val. We get Franklin kind of taking charge a little bit. He ends up shooting Norman with his fucking gun, which is, well, up until this point, I just assumed it was a toy gun. Well, no, he, here's it the might thing. have been. It, is, it could no, be. No, no, no. It, it is, is a toy, a toy gun. gun right? And up until this point, Franklin did not have superpowers. So it is a toy, yeah. and so, like literally after that happens, there's a moment where they're all looking at the gun, like, "No, this is just this is just a toy." And he literally shot him with a real fucking bullet, which is a a prelude yeah. to, "Oh, Franklin's a mutant and and can create reality." I was curious so, like, about li- that. At the end of this volume, we get the he creates realities. I was yeah. curious about that. So did um like Heroes Reborn 
like white people's memory of Franklin or just like I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't really sure. know. I I don't think I'd read any uh, FF from like the modern era before this either. Well, so I didn't really know well, he, that he people was knew super, Franklin had powers before that. He was a super powerful kid. That's why Onslaught wants him because he he yeah there was Onslaught there was collects, that whole uh, the most powerful mutants on the planet, and mm. that's what Onslaught is is the culmination of all of their powers together. There was that whole bit in in the early parts of the Krakoa era where they visited Franklin. Like, hey, you know, if you want a home in yeah, Krakoa, exactly. it's here. He's like, look, I am home. This is I already have a family. Like, you know, yeah. This is like a, the big man of manifestation of the powers. Um, yeah, they've cool. definitely they've 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 messed with his powers forever like even now in the comics he's already not a mutant again like so it's it's messy so i'm sure at some point he got depowered and now he's this is this is the re i read it as this is the reveal of his powers but i guess it's the re-reveal i think it's part of it so but ultimately the crux of this little mini series is he with the reality thing and he figures out which is like the most read shit he basically figures out through all the different permutations that the common denominator is he's the only one that can fix everything because of course he figured that out. Well, yeah, every um, time he cooperates with other people, <laughs> it goes wrong. Whenever he's yeah, the sole it's Tony person or Illuminati, all this, all this shit, all the events and pe- groups of people we've seen throughout the history and all the comics of Fantastic Four. And then he does like, so he's basically telling Sue about it, what happened because obviously Sue and all them they got teleported and she's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah, they got a whole Bill and Ted B plot where they um, like accumulated different time period versions. Yeah, of well, time, like- time, space time was collapsing in on itself, so they kept hopping between like the they went from uh, uh, dinosaur land to um, uh, fantasy. Land, right? Well, it was like it was like fantasy realm, like Game of Thrones shit, and then it was yeah. pirates, and then it was uh, Wild West, and each time some of the characters from the pr- previous ones just jump with them. So now there's yeah. like yeah. pirate, <laughs> pirate uh, Johnny, and yeah. and uh, consort of the medieval castle Ben all fighting like uh, <laughs> just fucking yeah, Ben with also, a monocle Sue, was a lot of fun. Sue Sue has a. Uh, a showdown gunfight with uh, the Beyonder, who's like the villain in the uh, Wild West era, which is hilarious yeah, to me. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so ultimately, he like, and this leads them to like, we see a prelude of what will eventually be the Council of Reeds, but then he conveniently leaves that part out when he's telling Sue about it, and oh, then she's course. like, "I want you to destroy it." And he's like, and he does the most Reed shit ever. Oh, yeah. He's like, "I'll take it apart piece by piece." And he like, puts it back together shit. again. Of and course. then he puts it back together again because of course he did. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Like, Dude, Jesus Christ. For real. For real. <laughs> and I do love that Hickman does not flinch away from that. It's like, look at this asshole. No. Because a lot of yeah. these realities, I thought it was really interesting him going through all the realities where things went differently. Some of the quote unquote successes were only successes because he like enslaved everyone or he, he like ruled it with an iron fist he, yeah, yeah exactly. he took away every single superpower so like oh well mm-hmm. it was there was no conflict because i yeah. literally depowered everyone it's like it's uh, yeah. that, would you call that a success like <laughs> you know what the fuck yeah yeah uh and then we jump right into the fantastic four 
like main series, really his first issue, and it's just like such a Fantastic Four scene with him fighting, um, with them fighting all these robots created by the wizard. Which is oh yeah, right? <laughs> it's just like the most Jesus Fantastic Christ. Four shit. Yeah, I love me just Ben Grimm punching the shit out of a big ass robot. Give me more yeah. of that. <laughs> and this art is fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah, so, I, I love this look and feel. Who of, did the for art for these, these issues? Is it like Dave Eaglesham? It's fucking great. Oh yeah, I love. It's so um, good. I love Eaglesham. He's it, so good. The uh, the the character design specifically for Reed is so Jack Kirby. Like all these like square jawed like <laughs> yeah, Jack Kirby esque. Yeah, he's fucking ripped. He's yeah. Like, they're all fucking like Jack, Jack Kirby. <laughs> and to yeah, RJ's point, crazy. I don't think uh, I don't think Reed is clean shaven in single. Single issue. <laughs> He's not. Because how? Which could is he so be? funny. I, I don't how like. Can he shave after last episode? It doesn't I don't make like any thinking sense. about. I don't like thinking about Reed's hair. Well, there's a lot of questions that you've raised about the the physiology of Reed Richards. Like, how does he chew? I I can't. I don't. Well, because he can control the density. Yeah, can right? he control he can the rigidity the of his stretchiness? Like, can he be stretchy? Well, yeah. Is he always rigid? Gumby? I don't know. Okay, I don't think he's always Gumby. I think he has the <laughs> choice because he's just a regular person most of the time. Whenever he's walking, yeah. he would just like elongate his yeah. limbs on accident exactly. from the centrifugal force. I mean, of like walking. that's like one so, of like, the uh, things about uh, like when they when the kids want to cure Ben, they're like all the other uh, members have an on-off switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Well, how? But then again, how much of Reed's like consciousness do you think is spent on keeping a, a normal guy shape? Well, literally it can't be none. much because he's like the smartest person. I in think the world. none. I think literally none. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing impulse? he's enlarged? Do you think? No, I think it's like. It's I mean, like I'm someone, not gonna um, t- have a Brody Bruce Mallrats conversation with you, but I think we all fucking know the answer to that. Yeah. His toenails, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I think it's like. I think it's like like Superman using X-ray vision. He chooses to use it or not. If he doesn't use it, he doesn't have it. So, like, if he doesn't want to use the stretchy powers, he's just a regular fucking guy, just like Sue and her powers. She's not invisible all the time. Well, that's weird. Yeah, Johnny's not like, accidentally no, catching not. fire. All He's the time. not accidentally on fire. Right, Johnny's not on fire but, all the time. But they, yeah, but like his normal. But state. they posit that uh, the the radiation like fundamentally changed who they are, and so like Reed is permanently. I would argue being able to light yourself on fire would fundamentally change you. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but he's not always on fire. But Reed right. is, That's but he's point. still like a, he's still like a, like a fire guy. He's not permanently on fire, but he's, he can, he can do it at make fire. Just like Reed isn't permanently stretchy. He can stretch when he needs to. Just like when Johnny can be on fire. Know, when he, but you're still rubber, You can't just right? change your bone density. Like he has, you're trying to argue. What? Yeah, he has superpowers. Who gives yeah, a shit? Is, I don't know. Like, man. This is the stupidest this shit. This is going fucking into fucking Brody Bruce territory. That is hilarious. <laughs> Like it's, <laughs> he has superpowers. Who fucking cares? It's a very weird superpower being super stretchy. Like I've had these conversations about Plastic Man, and Plastic like Man kind of dives into thing. into the stretchy plasticness of it a little more than they ever did with Reed Richards. I, like he'll turn into a fucking mailbox. I or just some like shit if he needs to. I just like people's powers that are so fundamentally like sixties that have like oh, yeah. are so popular that they have to keep going, and like because I. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fucking love here. The thing that I, that really struck me with this was in the Council of Reeds, all the other reeds having vastly different. There's like there's a Professor X reed. There's a or no powers. You know, oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a fucking Rasputin one. There's a Nova one. There's a you know. But he's the only stretchy one. A- That's the weirdest fucking power <laughs> to show up with. The other ones are like the other ones are like really typical superhero powers. And he's just like yeah, I can stretch. And they're just like what the fuck, man? That's creepy. What? <laughs> it's like hey, that's weird. Stop doing that. I wonder that, if there's how a- does that order- help you at all. <laughs> I wonder if there's a doofus read. If there's just like a real dub one, there probably oh, is, but he would ne- he would never get there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he would have so to there absolutely him. is one for sure. I love, but he wouldn't be able to get. I there. love read stretchy powers, but they freak me out. There's they're free- like, they are yeah. there's just too much. There's too much to think about with a stretchy power because there like- really isn't. We're spending way too much time on this. Yeah, but you can. There's like so much better. Just content think of his. Yeah, just, Sean's just watching the footage fly by. Just going think like, of his why fingernails. Are we still on this. He could have such weird <laughs> fingernails, or not at all. Who gives a fuck? He wears gloves all the time. Yeah, but what <laughs> he could is the is the is the thing. He has the potential. He could have a twenty. He could have a twenty inch dick bad. too. Who gives a shit? That's uh, again. <laughs> I refuse like, to go into Mallrats territory. We're not doing like, it. But like, it's can the he make his heart fruit. bigger? Oh, like, pun like intended. His internal organs stretch? He like, can make his brain bigger and then do more math. <laughs> that's not how... That's not, just because you have a big brain doesn't mean you get smart. Have you ever read a comic book? No, I'm just kidding. Right. That's fair. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, the psychic Reed does have a big brain. Point of fact. There, there is someone that does that. I don't know if it's Reed, but there is someone that can like... I, that's a pretty common trait. Yeah. Yeah, bigger yeah. brain means more, uh, more don't smart. Don't they do it in fucking Green Lantern? Isn't there a Green Lantern villain that does that? Oh, you're talking about Hector uh, Hammond? Yeah, yeah. Um, there anyway, is can also... we just like, talk about this actual story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk I about love, the actual story. I love how bad Sean is getting. <laughs> Sean is... Like, we're talking about like, Dad this is so incredible mad right now. Hickman <laughs> Fantastic Four story where we're like, wasting our time on his fingernails you never see. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think his dick looks like? <laughs> hey, hey, like, I, yeah, like, you're the one who brought up his dick, Casey. None of us. No, I fucking didn't. I said we're it not. It was a natural up his progression dick. to get there. Like that was it your is. next fucking. You brought question. up his dick by we're trying to not through. bring it up. Yeah, exactly. If anyone's still listening at this point, we could have ended this quicker yes, if you'd have just brought his dick up instead. Anyway, let's move fine, on. Fine, 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 whatever. Anyway, so yeah. this arc, we kind of get. Um, this first issue, I love how this whole story about him fighting the wizard is like a bedtime story <laughs> for these young children who are geniuses. Um, but all Franklin cares about is like the little kid that was going to get rescued, which is just like a clone of the wizard um, who we end up meeting later. He's like, oh, and Reed's just like, oh, he probably went to an orphanage. I hope he's okay. It's like, bro, like, what the fuck? You just left him there? Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Could have easily brought him into your family like you fucking clown. Anyway, which point of fact, we see them do that with two other alien yeah. kids in. The yeah, it's like, episode. fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um, ben and Johnny are trying to go on vacation. Um, because I love they need this. A break. Uh, and Johnny just basically picks one out and it's just it turns out to be a vacation with the two of them going to the going to New World, I believe it is. Yeah, New World. Yeah, oh, New World. that's such a great. I, I love that. Like Johnny's trying to cheer Ben up and he's like, you got two options. 
these yeah. two vacations. Yeah, you, you got three options. They're in these. Oh. They're in these three envelopes. Pick one, and then Ben opens them all, and he's like, "It's all the same thing." It's like you win all, every time. <laughs> a vacation I, I, with I really, me. I really yeah. like this breakfast scene. We get we get scenes like this a couple times in this book where there's like three conversations happening simultaneously. Mm. Yep. Like you have you have Franklin, um, like asking Colin asking Johnny to have suck face. <laughs> you suck you suck face Sorry, you have him asking face. for he he's he wants spider-man to come to his birthday party you have the whole uh fucking vacation thing happening you have another thing with reed like i i just love this like circular writing of having three conversations happening yeah, at one time really good at like nailing the family dynamic and like the the yeah. pacing of the comic just like keeping the the scene flowing from one conversation to the next is really good. Yeah, because interspersed between all of the family gatherings and Sue telling Reed not to stay up too late is him going to fucking party with all of his other versions of himself in the Council of Reeds, which we meet a whole bunch of Reeds. He finds one that actually doesn't have powers. It's like the first one that brings him into the fold. I like I how he's just like, point. I'm just a guy. I like how they made <laughs> a point to meet up with him with three that looked like him because it's just him as a guy it's one that has johnny powers and it's one that has sue's powers which i thought was really interesting yeah like um, we've picked ones like, yeah, that these would are the ones familiar we to you. freak you out yeah and then we immediately <laughs> see a bunch a big scene there's a whole bunch of them and then we meet three of them that all have infinity gauntlets i'm like oh okay this shit just got fucking real <laughs> hickman loves doing no, the- weird shit with infinity gauntlet yeah like these dudes were not playing around uh, from the jump. Yeah. And his no, first he's... day there, a Galactus attacks another Earth. He's like, <laughs> the one was like, ooh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Holy shit. So he goes yeah, and helps lucky a bunch you, of Galactus Rick's is about to genocide a planet. <laughs> yeah. I like how, I like how on we, a field trip. we keep accidentally calling him Rick because this is some Rick Sanchez shit. Like, well, this Rick? is obviously where Rick? they got it. I think I might have on accident. It, like, this is obviously where they got the idea. Yeah, it, like, let's be real. It's funny how much of Reed Richards is in Rick Sanchez. Yeah, I have a feeling Justin Roiland is a Fantastic Four fan. There's no way he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, too it's much the, similarities. Yeah, it's, it's like one of the natural yeah. endpoints of that kind of character trope. Absolutely, yeah. The complete it's he's just the complete dickhead version of all. Of yeah. yeah, the only <laughs> thing that keeps Reed from becoming Rick Sanchez is that he does love his family, and that's that's correct. Yeah. The end point of this Council Reed story is that, in, in fact, making that choice between being also ultimate, um, ultimate powerful and the, his family. Yeah, I think they do a really interesting thing here, because this, this first issue is, like, jam-packed, right? Because we, we basically get the first day tour of the Council of Reeds, which is, yeah. hey, this one figured out how to feed the universe by terraforming oh. all of these planets and feeding everybody. It's like, okay... Now go hang out with Rasputin Reed. <laughs> he basically uh, just fucking lobotomizes dooms across the universe. You cool with yeah, that? That's all right. Yeah, so we, uh, no. We, yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to bring up. They, we see that <laughs> war um, crime. We see that there's like all those dooms that are like underneath. Like a shit. They look like the, the the Reeds like 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 into kinky stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no, they're, they're in weird BDSM gear. <laughs> those are those I mean, are in about, uh 
<laughs> they're in fucking uh, gimp gear for sure. Yeah, those, yeah, are, fuck, those are fuck dudes. I was like, sure. why do they have a bunch of fuck just, dudes? Like, like, why keep them around too? Because, like, like, what if there's just well, something that happens that ma- makes all of those power dampener collars just pop off? And well, now you've got per- thousands of Doctor. But remember, they make a point to say it's permanent. They basically lobotomize them. Like that's what they're doing. They're but they're still keeping them alive, which is so much more fucked up. Right. Than just killing yeah, them. yeah, right. it's so like, much why? worse. So it's much a more legitimate war crime. Worse, it's somehow worse than genocide. Council you reads, could just kill them. Yeah, it's council reads up. not good, not great. Yeah, this well, is yeah. Not and then the one no, no. read is like <laughs> inherently. The one evil. read justifies it by basically like I understand it because I'm part doom part rain, oh, and like right. yeah it's got to uh like his ambition knows no bounds it's like that doesn't make it okay and then the next one is basically science read he gets to save a universe by taking out like antimatter and like saved eight billion lives and it's like okay how was your first day you want to join us <laughs> well so it's basically says, like he goes and thinks about it and then when he he has to come back because they they get like infiltrated by fucking sentinels in a later issue and celestials Celestial, sorry. Um, I always get the names mixed it's, up. But you it's, know what at I mean. the, like, it's like the next issue, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the next issue, a bunch of fucking Celestials, like, bust in because, like, they they had invaded the mind of one of the Reeds and, like, found out where the council was and, like, was going to invade every universe through the bridges that they have. And mm-hmm. so, like, basically every Reed is, like, doing whatever the fuck they can to try and defeat them. And then they're all like, okay, go back to your universes and get weapons and then come back and the only person that came back was our reed and he came back with the weapon that ended up saving them so the other one of the other reads like in the aftermath of that big battle is like wow like that was really cool of you uh you know and like somehow he basically lets it slip that he's like man uh you know good thing all your family's dead huh he's like what no i thought no and he's like oh well you know they will be uh they're gonna leave you because uh if you stay with us they're all going to fucking leave you because uh, you can't do both. That's the price. Yeah, you basically, pay. the the non-power read this is what the Celestial did with him. He lost his intelligence, so he can't really be there anymore. And he's like, well, at least you got your family. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And he basically <sighs> said, because the whole theme of this is him trying to fix every problem. Yeah. And he basically this and the, the read basically said the the cost of solving everything is everything yeah if you want to yeah. join this eventually everything in your life is going to fall away and that's ultimately where we see this different version of reed where ultimately and we see these flashbacks with him talking to his father where he effectively says your intelligence is nothing without your heart so yeah. unless you can do both and use both and basically and he tells his son you're different than i am i can only use one you can be hope you can be better than all of us and use both and be a better father or husband and be a better man. And that's ultimately what has him leave the council. Yeah. Uh, he he deletes family. the, he deletes all of his fucking mathematics and yeah. destroys the, he, he d- erases the room that even had the fucking bridge in it. Like, I love like, that's gone. Yeah. The room is like, mm-hmm. is this like white space that's completely covered in notes. It's so yeah. good. It's crazy. I love that line I just though love this that uh, battle too. I love that line. The, um, the 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 cost for everything is everything. Yeah, it's a. It yeah. was like such a succinct way to put it, and like you see the ruthlessness of the reeds in this battle. Like the one has this like interdimensional teleport power, and the one who has a gauntlet is like, "Yo, port, open a portal to my world, 
so I can fight these things with my Infinity Gauntlet because they only work in their universe. And he's like, well, that'll burn me out and kill me. He's like, do it. It's like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me get right on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's shit. a lot of like ends justify the means murder happening with the reeds on a large <laughs> scale. <laughs> and I love interspersed with this of redoing all this. Sue basically saying, "Hey, I understand you have to do your work, but we're here. We miss you. We love you. We do, but do what you think is right. But also, like, come on, bro." <laughs> interspersed of that is Johnny and Ben going on vacation, and then Val and Franklin sneaking mm. onto their ship to go with them. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and, and it's just like the most like adorable like little adventure they're having on the side amongst this like super. It's like the most Hickman shit. Like, I, I feel like this is like quintessential Hickman. I like that the, narr- all this. the narration is Franklin telling Sue what happened. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh, for the next the issue. Next, for, the next issue is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In New World. Yeah. Also, I love that. As as Valerie or Valeria and Franklin are packing to stow away on this trip to New World. Valeria is just mm-hmm. like, well, we can't forget the um, infinite power source battery. Like, the, she's just like packing mm. sci-fi tricks <laughs> in her bag to yeah. end so up great. saving the day. She's so good. She's so fucking she, good. Yeah, I love in the next issue specifically. We get the first confirmation where, um, like the the there's all these dudes are just like, shut up, little girl. Where is your father? And she's like. Uh, he's like, no, 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 go away with it. We, there's no time to talk. I need to talk Just to your genius father. Just tell me what's wrong with this thing. I will fucking fix yep. it. Yeah, she's like, fucking, don't tell nobody, but I'm already smarter than my dad, and she, I'm three, so can you back she's off? She's clearly, <laughs> like, as it as the series, as, like, this Hickman, so like, good. continues his run, like, it it becomes pretty clear that, like, Va- Valeria is, like, one of his favorite characters to write, because she oh, really yeah. steals yeah. a lot of She, like, steals her. the show a lot of the time. I, mm-hmm. I love her, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, She's Reed with all heart. Right. Right. She's like, yeah. she is pure good uh, when it comes to that level of intelligence. So it's a, it's a definitely a different take on that what? type of character. And a, in, I mean, I also noticed from this issue specifically where she's like being dismissed in silence and gaslit by like the dude who's yeah. like, is it um, dumber than yourself. her? I forget. Yeah. Who well, it, it gives her the. It gives her the, like, uh, Reed has the fucking male privilege of just be like, of course I'm the smartest person in the room, and she actually has to <laughs> prove it, which makes her a fucking, right. like, whip-crack fucking smartass. Which is, like, smart-ass. perfectly well-written, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so well-written, and that's, because, like, let's be real, that's exactly what I, we're I think it's A child oh, yeah. and a girl. I think it's in this, <laughs> yeah. in this, these issues, but doesn't someone say to her that her brain is all Reed, but her heart is Johnny? I think I that think comes so, up. Yeah. I'm not yeah, I like don't that's remember that thing, exactly, that's ex- but yeah. That's exactly what she is, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes her such yeah. an interesting character. And you can't be that smart and not have a supreme, sarcastic asshole side of your personality because you'll just go insane Especially by being young. silenced by men all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it fits in perfectly with the theme of Reed, Reed's father talking to him as a kid. Basically, she is what his father thought he oh there's that or narration be. by yeah. nathaniel where it's like uh mm-hmm. it's a it's a flashback of um him talking to like kid reed and he's yeah. like i want you to be a better man than i was a better father exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what resonates with him when he sees what the reeds give it's, up uh, to join the council. that's what happens when your dad it's- is like kind of a kang like a sort right. of kang <laughs> a kind of kang so he- yeah 
a diet yeah, can. Yeah. And that's effectively what Reed would have turned into if he stayed with the council, mm. right? So he kind of already knew what the cost was. He's already seen it once. His father basically saying, uh, if you really need me, I'll be there, but otherwise, fuck off. <laughs> and he could, he could tell the, the impact that it was having on him, like, on himself. Exactly. Him, like, exactly. slowly shutting his family out. Mm-hmm. And I love this new world story, because we get, like, alternate versions of a lot of heroes we already know. Um, like, an alternate version of Hulk. Um, and, like, Sue and everything. Sue is just, like, a jar, a brain in, like, a little mech. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, we get this story where they all kind of get trapped here, and, like, yeah, basically, it's like, oh, where's Reed? He was supposed to come here to fix our gate, and eventually, Val is just like, can you just fucking tell me what's wrong? I'll fucking fix it. It's like, well, we need power source. Here you go. I brought one. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, we need to figure out the math how it works. It's like, go get everyone. I'll have it figured out by the time you get back. Yeah, because well, he's like, well, the math is so complex, it took our scientists 10 years to figure it out. And there was like t- 100 scientists and it took them 10 years. And she's like, don't tell anyone I'm smarter than my dad. I already have it done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I figured it and out like, when I got the, here. Uh, <laughs> you see kind of the innocence of Franklin, because I don't remember exactly who this dude is, but like this guy who's trying to keep the earth afloat and save New World. He just like sees he's troubled. He's like, hey, you want a sandwich? He's like... Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. He's just like taking care of him. Yeah, it's it's a great. <laughs> we get a great Val Franklin like, um, dynamic like super early. Like we get to know who these characters are at their core, like from the jump. Like we already know the other four. And I'm really glad Hickman like really fleshes the kids out like just as much as the rest of the characters. Yeah, and yeah, they're not like just a, like the child tag along. Well, him and uh, yeah, him, like they're unique. him building this whole school too is like really a great concept that. Um, is is awesome and yeah because we sign to see all the characters we see all of them at the birthday issue all the all these yeah which is next if y'all want to hit that up I love that Dragon yeah. Man is back oh dude I was so hyped we had he uses already fucking he uses awesome. already in Leech which is so fucking great because they yeah. like you know they they're gonna die if they stay with the X Men so it's good that they're not there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then they do this whole bit with Spider-Man that we were talking about. They just get this, like, fat dude dressed up as Spider-Man, and then he does this whole bit, and Johnny's so buttered about it. I also love that it's Franklin's birthday party, but Franklin made gifts for everyone else that was coming. he's adorable. And then, like, the people that he didn't know, he's like, hey, guys from the Power Pack, I didn't know you were going to be here, so I'll send you gift cards. It's just like, what the fuck? You're so cute. That's one of the (laughs) things. That's something we should do, I think. When you go to someone's birthday party, they should give you a present. (laughs) <laughs> i love it I, i'm thing, too broke for all this but do. it's a good idea <laughs> i didn't i didn't think about it but um leech would counteract franklin's power oh shit huh i mean i don't think leech is in the building when he shoots norman but like probably not but like That's on a like if they're on the same team that is an interesting yeah, hmm. I don't know how often they enter up, end up interacting uh, on Hickman's run, but or if that ever gets brought up, or maybe he's not powerful either. enough to counsel out an Omega. But I don't know. Yeah, because Franklin is like the most strong. powerful. Yeah, which we kind of get a little bit after the party's all done. We, they get a time. <laughs> 
There's a time. Well, they, there's an time there's quake. an intruder in the Baxter building. Because and he because of course there is. I love that it's yeah. always called a time quake. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, well, he fucking it, there's this dude pops up. He immediately knocks out Franklin, and Sue is just like, "I will find you and I will kill you." Like she goes full fucking Liam Neeson on his ass. But like, well, he also they can't puts get up to him. walls. Yeah, he so puts up walls so nobody yeah. can get to him. And the, he mm-hmm. goes into Valeria while she's sleeping, and she's like. He's like, here's this thing. Uh, it's it's you're you're the only one can know. Like, I have to give you a warning. Um, like Doom is the like he basically tells her about Secret Wars. Like, there's essentially, gonna be, there's gonna be a, a war between the four cities. The dead must not be forgotten. The future man must return to save the past, and all hope lies in Doom. It's like his yeah. entire run is like it's right his entire run drawn and, and it's all it's fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's it's so good. Um. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, like he goes to to leave, and we figure out that it is a future Franklin, because uh, she says the same happy birthday out. greeting. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> and we find out he makes a pit stop basically to Franklin, and basically says, "Remember what you are." And he, we see him creating a little tiny universe. Oh, so maybe so, that's maybe maybe Franklin forgot during the Heroes Reborn. Franklin may have forgotten it. that he has his powers. Yeah. yeah, and I think so I think that was him like, "Oh, I can I can do some shit." Yeah. So like and you see I love him, that you like see- basic basically like future Franklin tells Valeria like, "Don't tell nobody." And then like he leaves and then when they finally are able to get to her, they're like she's just like, "Yeah, he like ran away and didn't say anything to me. It was all fine." <laughs> Uh, fuck wild. Yeah, then he, she starts doing the math on it. Yep. Because of course yeah. she does. <laughs> yeah. And he creates a pocket universe. <laughs> yeah, it's like very quickly you get like the scope and scale of how smart Val is and how powerful Franklin well, is. Well, Reed flat out says that she's already smarter than him. Yeah. And so she's like, knows, like like five or yeah. whatever. <laughs> She's three. They specifically no, mentioned that she's three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, I know a couple of three-year-olds. <laughs> They're not this smart, I'll yeah, tell it's you. Not very, it's not yeah. very believable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it, she, he makes a point to Sue that she's like knows all this stuff. And he's just like, get used to it. She's smart. She's going to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> if she isn't already. So, yeah, he knows it's coming. Um. Yeah, this book is just what? hot and heavy because then we get fucking we get the mole man, oh mole man. <laughs> we get we get a whole mole just man journey. Climbing yeah, like there's, there's there's a. I just love how off the Baxter building it's fucking trash. You're completely fucked up. I like how someone call shows up, says, "Hey, the mole man's coming. Can you please yeah. clear the lobby?" And then they destroy <laughs> <Yeah>. the lobby. <laughs> Could you imagine being the Baxter building's like State Farm agent? Dude, they probably they gotta love it. He probably makes. Are we man. are we past <laughs> their premiums are through the are roof? Are we past the um Johnny going to the negative zone portal for like a brief second? Not yet. I'll I'll, I'll yeah, save it's coming the up. Bit, yeah, yeah. Because this is all about uh, um. Well, I don't think we need to go super coming. deep into it because we're we're already yeah. running long. But there's like there's a mole man story where like hey uh, there's a there's a super smart city made by the <sighs> high uh, evolutionary uh, high evolutionary uh, ul- high evolutionary I almost said ultimate humanite that's not the same thing that's um, a monkey yeah high evolutionary made <laughs> i think this set something up with the because they rescue some people from there and i think they are in the run yeah going yeah forward. no they are um but yeah, yeah. so like there's so a whole like stuff up. 
there's a, a anti evolution slash superhuman evolution like city in the yeah. The, so it like devolves you, but when the moloids yeah. went, yeah. it made them human. It turned them into human, which is hilarious. So now they're smart yeah. moloids, and they just adopt some yeah. of them. And, and they just have their own fucking city that that raises to the surface also, and is demanding sovereignty from America. <laughs> and also, they adopted Dude, some same. of the 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 they adopted one of the wizard Rejected kids. Moloids. Well, and they adopted one of the yeah, wizard kids the, too. Correct. Yeah, yeah that too. he's at the party. Uh, so, like, the future foundation is made up of like all like all these like yeah, outcasts crazy. and stragglers throughout Hickman's run so like, far. <laughs> Yeah, these just weird super and fucking, geniuses that he's fucking collected. Alex Power from the Power Pack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I like in the um, same issue. They um, oh maybe it's the next issue. They this kind of sets off the next storyline. But yeah, they just have like this whole little self-contained mole man storyline. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, um, well, the, there's a the mole man storyline this... that runs. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say the format of this uh, of this run kind of changes a bit, where we get these kind of one-off self-contained issues and each one has like like that that Huge. 90s end credit thing where they're like you know they kind of jump ahead two or three weeks it's like mm-hmm. where like every single plot point ends up so like we get these kind of short easy because yeah, these next two kind of pop off the next big thing with basically these four races uh this race of um aquatic life basically saying we're here and we demand to be recognized who should we speak to uh who's the representative of humanity and sue's like me (laughs) (laughs) hi (laughs) and basically she's like she tells reed you know fucking why and basically is like yeah you're not gonna fucking do it it's gonna be me (laughs) and also like they've been like in their own section of like like cut off from the rest of uh the ocean so yeah. uh they don't know that namor, namor. exists so they're calling yeah, themselves the, like the lost city it. of atlantis and and also mm-hmm. who's got the closest <laughs> connection with namor is fucking sue it so yeah sue, so I, yeah uh namor's gonna be mad <laughs> when he finds out yeah then we um yeah then quickly we bounce to inhumans this this in storyline with the inhumans where like the one guy is basically building the ship I love this fucking sequence. It's like, oh, God, dude, Hickman does some shit that's so fucking cool. He's basically, they, inhumans are off traveling, they're looking for something, and then they leave um, Wayfinder, like, they just call him the Wayfinder, and he's there on the moon, he's like, okay, I'm gonna build this thing, I'm getting closer, and then, like, it just cuts to, like, yesterday, and the Watcher shows up, he's like, yeah, Watcher, look, big things are coming, and the Watcher just kind of looks down, and this giant ship shows up, I'm like, oh, Shit's going down. The Inhumans are doing some shit. Yeah. <laughs> just like all the fucking sudden it's happening. Yeah, it's just like so we have two pages and the Watcher's just like, hey, yep, some something really, really big. Is yeah, they're happening. like, hey, Watcher, new season of Inhumans just dropped. Get your popcorn yeah. ready. It's crazy. Nice. Wouldn't want to be the Watcher. But it's actually Obviously, good this time. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, and then the Fantastic Four go to the moon and meet this guy and basically get the whole fucking and they rundown meet, like, of And this the is immediately the thing that Franklin was warning Valeri about with the four tribes of the, the Inhumans, the four armies or something. What, how did he phrase it? The four, to um, the four cities. But I believe that cities. this is who they are. Yeah, this is, yeah. I believe, who they were talking about. Because there's like the different beard. types. Because like, 
the Inhumans were created by the Kree, and the Kree are like going around to different civilizations and terraforming humans or like, you know, sentient beings on each one. So they have like a race of like horse people. They have a race of like. And they found. F- and it seems like there's only five people. that it worked on. Yeah, mm. exactly. These and the humans that we great. know is like the human version, but there are alien versions that are like the other four. Yeah. Like, and they've created this like council uh, that the horse basically like, dope looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like this wizard's yeah. and they beard have like too, all, their man. own like war war yeah. party. Yeah, that's awesome, like man. the yeah, this fucking crazy. It just immediately set up so much fucking <laughs> lore in like six pages. It's well, and we wild. find out that Black Bolt and the Inhumans have gone to find the Kree homeworld, and like, oh, what are they gonna do? They take it. <laughs> oh no! Like they're just they're gonna fucking take oh. it. It's theirs. <laughs> they're gonna go fucking right. kill the Kree. <laughs> and then the rest of them have decided that they're going to go live on Earth. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what has happened now. <laughs> that, feels, that feels like it might be a conflict. Once Black Bolt gets back, they're just going to take Earth. And then yes. we immediately cut to another... Like, he's just... Then you know, we cut to Johnny Storm going to the negative. We're just so, getting these issues that are going to create giant fucking events later on. It's like, okay, we'll just keep moving I, on. I wanted to talk about 578 <laughs> because... It's essentially the whole issue is this woman comes in, seduces Johnny Storm uh, to get access to the negative zone portal. Then she turns into bugs, Mm -hmm. goes into the portal, (laughs) and uh, Mm -hmm. Johnny's like, okay, well, I gotta, gotta, this is my mess. I gotta take care of it. So he goes in and Blastar and his forces show up and he has to like start fighting. But this issue feels like I've, this is what, McKay homages in Black Cat because Black Cat comes in to seduce mm. Johnny to steal the book, but then Blastar comes through the negative zone portal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And also kind of feels like and Johnny's um, like, not again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it kind of yeah, feels like right. the Kirby issue where like yeah. he meets the woman that brings him to the Inhumans. It's a very similar yeah. Johnny is just maybe, making with keeps, his dick. Maybe obviously uh, maybe yeah, exactly. he has yeah. and himself out of some really fucked up things like most guys have to worry if their date has crabs. This chick <laughs> is crabs. And then like, is, and then, yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm glad that happened uh, before I had a chance to kiss the bug lady. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Maybe really don't keep the negative also, zone portal in the house was, or Johnny. Yeah. But also, only I don't know. <laughs> maybe don't go pick up chicks at the weird cult club. It was a cult club. <laughs> right. That was like a recruitment arm for the people that worship the negative zone, man. But don't go there. What? Counterpoint though. She was pretty hot. Before the hot. before she, she turned into hot. bugs. I mean, she's made out of space crabs. She was less hot when she turned into bugs. I like how the bugs hatch hot. out of her and run into the negative zone, and then he just has this chick's like ripped open corpse. <laughs> like what? What happens to that? You just well, gotta throw I that like in the incinerator two, at the bottom right? of the Baxter. I kind of like um two two little tidbits we get here is like one he jones in and basically f- realizes like the whole prison area has just been like expanded into a whole city and now like uh, basically a nihilus is coming and two all these data pages we've been getting we find out it's all Val's notes. Yeah, so we love see it. her taking notes on everything. So all the data pages that we're getting are all Val talking about all of these situations because he's like recalling it. And she's typing notes down. And I love yep. that Reed gives him a talking to. Not necessarily. Like, Why for, would like, you leave the portal to the negative zone? <laughs> well, the kids are at home. Like, what yeah, the like, fuck, man? <laughs> come on, fucking think, bro. Like, but this kind of starts, I think, his journey. It's like. 
what do you stand for? What are you going to do? And that kind of definitely leads up to his big sacrifice later on in the series. Yeah. And, and he and also, the, you know, it's, yeah. he classically, he's the hothead. So he looks before he leaps Ex- and, you know, exactly that whole, that whole aspect of his character. Cause he's on fire. Yes. He is hot. His head is hot <laughs> because he's on fire. And Ben's a hard head. That's nice. <laughs> That's, that is also true, though. And Sue just has it's social anxiety. And, and let's stop the conversation <laughs> there, because we're going to get into too many things about what Reed is <laughs> and can and can't do. Yeah. He's a he dick. He stretches himself too thin. That's the, that's the key. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> no, but um, seriously, like, like, there's no end to how many hot dogs Reed Richards could eat, right? He, <laughs> Here we not? go. Honestly, honestly, is there any end to how, how many hot dogs y'all can eat either? Sean and Adam not specifically? Really. I mean, okay, really. exactly. No, but I can't make my stomach any size. So like <laughs> It's going to be a problem for you eventually is what you're saying. Like does he ever feel um, satisfied? Reed, anyway. are, why are you staying in Galactus form? It's like, "Oh, well, I just ate a whole cart. I have to I can't eat <laughs> so way hungry. too many hot dogs. I have to stay this big for a while." <laughs> <laughs> I made my intestines as long as they needed to be to process all of this food. And now I am the size of a planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this kind of ends with just everyone we've met so far are all the Cree experiments. So far. I get it. Nice. Um, everyone kind of going to war now. And they, the last line is like, and so in the negative zone, the war of the four cities begins. So already the, the Franklin <coughs> um, warning prophecy. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, uh, this is a hell of a cliffhanger to leave it on, which means I'm not going to stop here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to impulse buy the giant omnibuses of this. Like I've been doing with everything else we're reading. It's getting expensive guys. Um, I think I'm going to go on the fool's errand of trying to track down all of the issues of this that I know I already have. Well, you already own most of them, don't you? Yeah, I just have to find out where the fuck they are because my... Oh, tracking them on literally in your house. My collection has no rhyme or reason to it. There's no order. There's no... Yeah. That's that's so stressful to even think about. Yeah, I might go through this. I've been still trucking through some other stuff we started reading. I have all these in like regular trades. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break so I can finish Animal Man and Question and Fantastic Four. And- <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. keep ending these series with like, well, I'm going to keep reading this. It's like, no, you're not, because now you have a bunch of what's next, uh, Swamp Thing or something to read. What is next? Uh, and what I'm are also we doing reading, I don't know what, I don't know what we're reading. Next, next uh, well, we can wrap it up, but next is our George, George Perez. Week. Oh, Ooh. awesome. Then we're going to do some Hell X-Men yeah. stuff. Right. I'm going to plug something that doesn't need a plug. Uh, Grant Morrison's novel is fucking excellent. It's called Luda. Uh, grab it. We, we're selling it at Brave New Worlds, but I've been reading that and that's been making everything else difficult to read because I just like I literally had to force myself to put it down to pick up Fantastic Four and I'm glad I did. It's fucking great, but like I'm, I'm having a time. This is the I, I don't have enough eyeballs for all of these books that I have. Sounds like you need a yeah. uh, and this one specifically powers uh, to make your eyeballs bigger. Ugh. Yeah, I need more. Re- I need more eyeballs. You need to be able to stretch out your uh, your eyes so that you can read two books at once. This is gonna be the <laughs> longest yeah. running bit and Sean's least favorite. 
Dude, I know. It's so dumb. But uh, I just want to see how far we is... can stretch this joke. This one uh, this this run is one of my favorites. I think this like got me into like superhero stuff. This is probably the big like I care about the Fantastic Four because of this run. I was reading oh, this yeah. no, definitely. I was reading it's this in so single well issues done. before I knew who Hickman was. I was like, wow, this book got really good for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just recommended to me. Who the fuck yeah, like, is this writing? is good. Yeah, and like just uh, like kind of seeing what comes like in true Hickman fashion, we have one trade and he has set up seven yeah, events. This was coming out when like, <laughs> like it's when crazy. I was reading books and like I I didn't writers were just like names that I ignored. Like it was just like, wow, mm-hmm. this book got like the quality leap just like became <laughs> Yeah, like, I can imagine him jumping on, you don't really, like, without even really knowing who it is, it's like, this is different, right? Like, this is, like, this is not gonna be the same. And and this is a different vibe. I I think this is the book that, like, changed his career. Like, this is what made him. I I would imagine it was, because after this, I feel like is when all his real big things came out. Like, this is I mean, you got, like, his Avengers stuff and, you know, Manhattan Projects and East of West, and, like, that's when all that stuff started, like, rolling out. Yeah, this is when he became... Jonathan Hickman, like this is this was the beginning of it, and w- deservedly so. He does some incredible stuff in this run with Fantastic Four, leading into some awesome events with like his Avengers. Like he's setting up stuff in his Avengers run that he hasn't even fucking written yet. <laughs> like to show this, sh- like it's crazy. Yeah, this like, guy's like ten, that he doesn't ten even know years ahead. Well, his yeah. new like, project like, like, is probably like, gonna incorporate yeah, like, like all the human stuff. stuff it's nuts. Like, I just can't imagine pitch throwing those issues out about all, like, really the Black Bolt stuff coming back to take Earth. Like, that's an event, like, we don't see well, for that, years. That's something that um, Claremont, like, perfected and uh, that writers it's started crazy. doing uh, after a while <clears throat> was just, you know, like, setting up plot threads. And if you are still on the book and need a story, you can always come back to something. And you yeah. Can pull one. Yeah. So I feel like he's. He's all he's become one of the masters of that. Like <laughs> and it, it makes it, it engaging to too because it's you know, it keeps you reading, yeah. but at the same time you're you know, you're not worrying about it until it comes back and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But like a lot of the stuff with Franklin comes back, like it's he does such and a great this job is, in this room. This run is also too. why it's important to let writers, you know, have a wide berth mm-hmm. to like be able to to like stay on the book and like keep uh, keep going and like be able to you know draw an end to their run when they can and not get canceled because they you know it the you get your chance to tell the story that you want to tell yeah because he gets a big he gets a lot of issues like he writes this through yeah like, it's a long run s- Six eleven. Well, that's mostly why I hadn't FF gone stuff. back to it because I I knew it was like the best <clears throat> Fantastic Four book that's ever existed, but it's like it's kind of intimidating to jump into. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, but it is very good. Yeah, it's almost fifty issues plus all the FF stuff, which I think is another like twenty five. Mm. So like it's yeah. a lot of content, and you got to read the FF stuff too. It's just all intertwined, so it's least <laughs> which makes it super fun. Did did Dan <laughs> make sure you read did Dan right Slot take over Fantastic Four right after his run? Oh or no, was no, that no. a little what? Uh, that was a ways no. later. There ways there later. Big, there's yeah, because Dan Slot only started writing it like four years ago, and this is like yeah. there also wasn't ago, a Fantastic Four book for a while. There wasn't yeah. a Fantastic Four book for a while, but after this is, um, well, was it Avengers vs X Men happens, 
and I think it's it's yeah. um Wade. I know Wade does yeah. a run and someone else, but yeah. Yeah, it's Wade and then someone else and then there's no Fantastic Four book for a while and then they brought it back with Slot and now it's about to be Ryan North. Somebody else. I want to Yeah, 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 which is weird and I like it. I'm it's very curious to see what he does. So. Who? Uh he's the guy who wrote all of Squirrel Girl, which is hilarious and awesome, but <laughs> not a Fantastic Four vibe, so let's find out what <clears throat> he can do. That's interesting. All right. I'm interested. Yep. I'm hyped. Wait, who is it? What what's his name? It's Ryan North. Oh, Ryan I North? love Ryan North. He did that um that Squirrel Girl. He did Squirrel Girl, but he also did that the graphic novel of Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. I I'm Oh he did, yeah. I'm very yeah, excited to I'm sure we'll talk about his run when it starts on here. It's also a really <laughs> funny yeah, guy. Yeah, tune back in for that. That'll, that'll be a thing. His Twitter's worth following. He's a funny, funny dude, Ryan North. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, speaking of following people on Twitter, uh, follow us on the Twitters and Instagrams at last week's comics. Um, also, I'm going to give you a link to our, uh, our discord as well as our Patreon so that you can, you know, uh, bug us online as well as, you know, give us some money for cool, uh, exclusive content. Uh, yeah. Um, that's it for us. Uh, th- that's it for the fantastic four, at least for a while. Uh, I think that this is a this is a good back back to back of Kirby and Hickman, like two two guys yeah. who really really did this series well. But uh, absolutely, yeah, we got uh, we got some George Perez coming at you next week. Um, come back next week uh, for that's it for us for for me for them. This is Justin Sherbox. Goodbye.